It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I caught her. <laughs> yes, I caught her red-faced with her slip of the tongue. Even though I was only five years old and still nervous about whether each and every night I would be able to survive without bedwetting, I was still constantly on the prowl to check out if the things my parents told me and the things my parents did were identical. For you see, I was told not to lie. Don't lie! And boy, they were picky about it. Once, for instance, I decided I didn't like my green beans. So not wanting to just throw them away carelessly, I put them in a napkin and I buried them in my backyard hoping they would grow new green beans. Seemed like a good plan. But when I got caught, you'd have thought I was, you would have thought I had been discovered bearing the body of a dead hooker. No, 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 no. They were really picky about this lying thing. So imagine how surprised I was when I was in the room and heard my mother lie to the bank about a payment, she said she had put it in the mail, which I knew was wrong because it was sitting on the counter, not mailed. Feeling superior, maybe a little bruised, and certainly vindictive all at the same time, I walked up to my mother, tugged her sleeve and said as innocently and sheepishly as possible, Mommy, why did you lie? My delivery was impeccable. It sounded like I was hurt, shocked, and capable of being wounded for the rest of my life by this experience. Yes, her face turned red. She looked down at me and she said, It's none of your business. I, now, this was probably not the ideal response. But it is the response we all have and feel when we get caught in our hypocrisy. Because the gospel we preach and the message we teach doesn't always reach into our own lives and hearts. I was especially shocked at five years of age when I discovered that I had been lied to about the existence of the tooth fairy. You see, a pattern seemed to be forming at this point. A lesson was being gradually taught to me 
about the difference of evil lying and good lying. Evil lying and good lying. After all, all they would tell me that the only reason we lied to you about the tooth fairy was so that you wouldn't be so upset about bones falling out of your head. <laughs> See, that's a good thing. So the message was, don't lie. But this message had an asterisk on the end. And if you went down to the bottom of the page, the asterisk read, don't lie unless you have to. All through my childhood, my puberty, my young adult years, nobody have explained to me why lying was destructive instead of just a little bit naughty. <laughs> Don't get caught. So I arrived at my 30th birthday, probably my 40th, a full-fledged, well-adapted, proficient, non-apologetic liar. And since I knew I lied, and I was the most virtuous goddamn person alive, I knew I absolutely could not trust you <laughs> or anyone else. So it was a world of mistrust, lying, deceit, and questionable behavior where I settled my life, I settled my family, and I settled even my dreams. And you see, I don't care how common it is. I don't care who does it. And I don't care whether... Our society feels it's inevitable. The original proclamation that I was given when I was five years old was absolutely right. Don't lie. Because if you do, you can never trust anything, including yourself. I also realize why we lie, at least why I do. I, I assume you might be much like me. It's because at a very early age, like right after birth, looking good, looking good becomes much more important than feeling good. Hell, when I tell the truth, I feel good about myself. But if I don't come out of the experience looking good, then screw the truth. I was taught to look good. I was taught it was essential to always work at looking good. I was trained that looking good keeps you in the human family as a solid citizen. And the minute people don't think you look good, you drop in credit points to the world around you. So we lie because we want to look good. I will admit, I'm, I'm just too damn concerned about what you think of me. Even though when I don't lie and I feel good, I can have confidence that I am known, therefore, as I really am. It's a, it's a great relief. Don't lie, my parents screamed. 
Don't lie, they screamed as they lied to their neighbors, to their preacher, to their banker, to the IRS, and of course, unfortunately, to one another. It left a drizzle of discontenting, chilly rain always falling on our family. We only smiled when we laughed. We only laughed when something was extraordinarily funny, and funny was often difficult to find. So as I sit here today, in a situation where my government, my leaders, and all the grown-ups around me only tell the truth about one thing, and that is that they're all liars. I got to tell you, I'm saddened. I'm nearly devastated because we are missing a dimension of intimacy, intimacy through trust, which is broken by our lack of following up on our promises. I had someone say to me the other day, Stop lying. That's ridiculously hard. No, what is ridiculously hard is to manufacture the plot of a storyline right on the spot and then try to remember it three days later when you have to add a new segment, a new addition to the script because someone posed a different question. Lying is exhausting because eventually you get caught, and then you have to become defensive, scream, and act like people are the meanest things in the world for not trusting you, which, by the way, only makes you look more like a liar. I'm going to give you three ways to stop putting yourself in the position of lying. I'm not trying to get you to begin to believe that you're actually going to be so virtuous that you stop lying. What we're talking about is getting yourself in a position where you don't lie. Number one, volunteer before being asked. It took me a while to learn this one. I'd be in a large gathering of people, and they'd start talking about what college they attended. See, I didn't go to college, and I hated myself that I didn't have that sheepskin evidence of intelligence. But here's what I learned. Without one damn college credit, I learned this. If they start talking about college around me, I didn't wait until they turned and said, Hey, man, where'd you go to college? Before anyone asked, I waited for the last person to take a breath after talking about his or her alma mater, and I inserted quickly. By the way, I didn't go to college, but... I sure love these stories. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I didn't have to make up a university. I didn't have to list my majors and minors. And I learned that in each and every situation, people just said it didn't matter. You're so smart, man. It doesn't, really doesn't make any difference. You see, if you volunteer the truth... It's so much easier before somebody interrogates the hell out of you. That leads to the second point, which is save the killer information for the end. 
In other words, once you've told the truth, like I did about not going to college, I learned to insert after everyone told me it didn't make any difference. Hey, you know what the cool thing is? Because of my experiences, I actually got to teach college for a semester. Oh, you see, I saved that information. I just saved it because it made my ego feel better about telling the truth. Save the information. Save the bragging piece. Save the excuse, even, for after you've already clearly told the truth. Don't ever lead with your excuses and your, your explanations. Save them for after the truth has been established. It's just as powerful. And finally, can I give you a third one? Leave before you lie. If you know you're going to lie and you don't feel like volunteering or saving your excuses, get out of there. It's much better to leave a party early than to leave the party disappointed because you made a fool of yourself by telling a big whopper. I have left and still leave situations before I lie because I know I'm capable. So I don't put myself under the stress of the temptation of telling a little white one or a big bloody crimson one. You see, your parents were right. They were absolutely right. You can't lie. But you have to volunteer before being asked. You got to save the killer information for the end and sometimes you just have to leave before you're tempted too much to lie. Don't lie. We learned it by the time we were five. But the trouble is they didn't tell you why. Because the good news is you don't always have to look good. And the better news is when you tell the truth you feel good and you're very happy to go home with yourself. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.